0: This podcast is brought to you by Meteor8. Welcome to the My Business Podcast, where we sit down with local businesses and we talk about who they are, where they come from, and what inspires them to be in
1: business. Welcome to the My Business Podcast. Today, my name's Rod Verhoeven. Today, I have got Russell Cummings from Shift. Welcome, Russell. How are you? Good, thanks, Rob. Good. Mate, really looking forward to this. Tell us a bit about Russell Cummings and Shift. Okay, so I've been a uh, I've been a management
0: consultant slash business coach for the last thirty eight years. Um, I've had a wide and varied career. I started out working with farmers at some point, and uh, so I got a degree in Merino genetics, an honors degree actually. And uh, and but I worked out working with farming families that um, I wasn't very good at what you drench the sheep with and spray yep. the crops with. But I, fair but enough. Yeah, but I had a head for the strategy and the business side of things, and so I started talking to them about. Uh, how do we run this more as a business and a way of life and bringing sort of mainstream business planning into agriculture and the things I do with my clients. And I just got referrals from them outside of agriculture and grew into agribusiness and mainstream business and all that sort of stuff. Got promoted up through the company and worked out along the way. I did some corporate work. I was a partner in a change management firm. So I did some defence. I did a whole lot of other things, but I've worked out that I'm really passionate about working with private and family owned companies and uh, I, I love the way that the decision-making cycles are shorter, um, people are, are nicer, all that sort of stuff. Yep. You know, that corporate environment changes people, I think, and I didn't enjoy it. And so I love working with private and family-owned businesses and I really like working one-on-one with them and closely with them and sitting across the table from them and helping them plan their business and and then implement it because that's the hardest part.
1: So shift now for people that have looked at the um, heading on our <laughs> On our podcast today, S-H-I-F-F-T. It took me forever. And then in the end, I just asked you. Yep. Explain that to people.
0: So um, I rebranded my business a few years ago and I was looking for something that was uh, that was a bit different about motivation and change. My previous business was, name was too long. Nobody could remember it. And I wanted something short and sharp. And I was thinking about shift, motivate, move, and I was looking for synonyms for that. And I stumbled across this one, which is uh, shift with two Fs, which is Welsh for shift. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. looks like men marketing, you know, it's got that two Fs thing going yep. on.
1: What so. I love about it is, that it is it does create a discussion straight away and yeah. it, um, it is a point of difference for you, which is fantastic. And everybody remembers it, which is good. I know. And I'll, I'll never forget it now. You've been doing it. You said thirty-eight years. You've yeah, been in this yeah. in this kind of business. What is it that gets you up in the morning, and still after thirty-eight years, gets you excited about um, starting the day?
0: I, I mean, my day. Every day is different, right? Because I'm talking to multiple clients about different issues, different things. So I, I love the challenge of that. But I particularly love it when my clients' businesses really start to sing, and we start to, you know, achieve their goals, no matter what they are. Often their lifestyle goals and 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 profit goals, of course. But um, I love it when we really start to hit our goals and and make a real difference in their lives. And I've got I've got clients who set up, you know, philanthropic trusts and all sorts of stuff to help do good outside their business and that sort of stuff. And we're really starting to make some make some changes. I, I just you know that's what makes that's what motivates me seeing, you know, those family businesses really look after not only the long term for their family but but the, the wider society as well. Give back
1: to the community as yeah, well. Yeah. it's a it's a recurring top a uh, recurring theme within these podcasts that the people we talk to all have that desire to help somebody else. And I yeah. think whatever business you get into, there's got to be an element of that. Yeah, totally. So I'm guessing that's what you go in and try and yeah. um, work on with, with um, the businesses that you, that you help.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cause it's, it's all about making changes, right? So it's all about making the changes that, that we want to make. And uh, yeah, I want to help. I'm, I'm there to help. I mean, I, I got into this business many years ago because, um, um, as I said, I, I transitioned into agriculture. But probably what really motivated me was my my parents bought a business and set it up and got it well. My dad quadrupled the revenue and still didn't make any money because they didn't know how to run a business properly. And I think if I'd had the skill sets I had, well, I know if I had the skill sets now I could have helped him, but but I didn't. And I, he he did so many things right and a couple of things wrong and got really poor advice on it at the time. And, uh, cause, and it just made me think... There's got to be a better way and there's, and I've got to be able to, you know, I can actually help people make a real change. But, of course, people have got to want to make that change themselves.
1: I was going to go to that because the first step for someone to say, hey, I need some help, that's the toughest step of all, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It is because we, you know, we live in a world where everything, all the information's available. You know, we've got all this pressure on us. We should be able to this, you know, there's a lot of… A lot of faux pressure, particularly from social media, on people saying, "Look at me, look at me, I'm fantastic," and you know, everybody thinks, "Well, I should be able to do that if you know, if that donkey can do it, I should be able to do it." <laughs> and um, and the reality is very different to that, right? And so it's it's challenging for lots of people to make that to make that call. Um,
1: and and it's a long term commitment, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it is, right? Because. I, I don't have any magic pixie dust, as we were talking about earlier, you yeah. know. I just don't have that magic magic pixie dust to sprinkle on your business, and nobody does. So it's not a matter of if we just do that thing and that thing and hold your mouth right, your business will, will come good, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's way more complex than that. That being said, we can make significant changes quickly, but it's not a one or two sessions and you're away, um, because even if we've got a good plan and a good strategy – implementation is the hardest part right so so I um, I'm uh, I coach 70 business coaches around Australia and New Zealand as well and and one of the things I talked about with those guys later is when you you're selling sort of programs it's like don't pay me for the planning pay me for the implementation because most people don't don't get the implementation right right so I've got these great plans and that's what happened to me you know I'd be sitting there 25 years ago this started and I was sitting there with business plans that great strategies that businesses didn't even look at again
1: that's right because it's a it was a we've done it we've done the work we've yeah. set up the plan but
0: yeah exactly and what a huge waste of time and money
1: for everyone exactly yeah,
0: exactly and I just thought that's just crazy and so I then started saying well we've got to implement it we've got to make it digestible break it down into things and so you know there's sort of three things I work with clients on one is make sure you've got a clear strategy. So that so we've got a plan that works and it differentiates us. The number of people that have a plan that is not um, that's not viable is is incredible. Yep. Um. You know, just just doesn't. It's not going to work.
1: Just planning, like putting too much into a plan that just can't be implemented. Yeah.
0: Or the the there's some basic fundamentals wrong with their business yep. model. You know, that sort of stuff. They're never going to make enough money to ge- generate what what they want unless they work seven days a week, 20, 24 hours a day, sort of thing. And even then, why? Yep. Um. So you got to – clear strategy is really important and then uh, you've got to work on the capabilities and to execute that plan, right? So marketing, sales, you know, most people are poor, both those yep. processes, people, technology, systems, you know, all that sort of stuff, finance if we need it. All those things, you've got to work on those. Leadership's really important in a modern business to retain attract and hang on to staff, all that sort of stuff. Um, so we've got to work on the capability piece and then there's that commitment piece about – how do we hold people accountable? So I, you know, as well as regular coaching sessions, I talk to every one of my coaching clients every week. Um, we have a 15-minute call every Monday morning, and that's about what are you going to work on this week? What's the big picture stuff you're going to focus on? Because it's really easy to let all that drop and, and wait until my, the next session with me, and then they're trying to do their homework the night before. And we just need to keep working on it and build that momentum in a business. Um because the business is tough, right?
1: Yep. And I guess we, we talk a lot about it on this podcast is the planning and how, the, how those things evolve over time. Because mm. the plan you set today is not going to be the same plan no. you're running within 12 months. No. And that's why it's important to have those constant reviews, I'm guessing. And I'm guessing that's part of what you do.
0: Yeah, it is. So so I normally like to have a you know three-year plan where we're heading, the big picture stuff and even you know, a 10-year plan. So where do we want to be in 10 years? What does that look like, smell like, feel like? Bring it back to three years. Get some clear strategies we're going to going to work on. They should be largely immutable. You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't change too much over the three to five years. But then the operational plan: what are we going to do in the next twelve months? That's what changes, right? So the big picture you know might move a little bit, but it, but it shouldn't move too much. And then we can start to focus on well, what are we going to do in the next twelve months? How you know that makes it that moves us towards our three year goal. You know what I mean? And then we break that down to what are we gonna do in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. You know so chunk it down into bite-sized chunks so we can make it
1: happen. How important is goal setting in that process?
0: Oh, it's that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know that's part of it. I mean, it's you've got to set some goals and some frameworks and you know I'm a big believer in stretch targets and all that sort of stuff. Not a big believer in beating ourselves up because we didn't meet meet them because often we set targets that that we didn't think we were going to make, be able to meet and then we get really close to them and then go and beat ourselves up, you know. It's, Consider considered a failure when it's yeah, anything when it's like, but. It was just like you were 20% above where you thought you'd be that's and right. that's fantastic. And so, you know, um, yeah, so setting goals and making sure they're realistic is important. Um, bit of stretch in them and that sort of stuff. But, you know, I, I meet people who, you know, I'm trying to start up a business and say it's going to be $10 million in a year's time. Uh, maybe it is, but the chances are it's not, you know, and let's let's pick something that's a bit more reasonable. And that, that we can build to, you know.
1: Do businesses celebrate their successes enough? Do you think?
0: Not enough. That's a really poor thing we do in Australia. The Americans are really good at it, actually. Yep. Um, but as Australians, we tend not to. And it's, a, it, I think, it's a really important thing for motivati- motivating teams and all that sort of stuff. Um, I was at a conference in New Zealand last week, and the uh, one of the keynote speakers was talking about Friday wins. And so these people, different companies, now are setting up a it's a Slack channel or a WhatsApp group or yep. whatever. And, and all people do is just type in there some wins they've had during the week, the whole team, and it's just a celebration of what's going well. Because, you know, I think we're hardwired to look at the negative stuff and say, oh, we're going poorly and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I've got to grab people and say, hey, stop for a second, yeah. just celebrate this. Go out go out for dinner, have a few drinks. Just, it doesn't have to be drinks. It can just be just celebrate and yeah. take the time to acknowledge. I was going to
1: say even just taking the time to say, you know what, that went all right. Yeah, it's good. We, it's might, good. we might do that after this podcast. Yeah, yeah cool. this podcast went well. Yeah. Um, Okay, so with the kind of businesses you work with, yeah, you, know, you said you work with family businesses, and how many people, staff, would they, how big are these businesses?
0: So typically, um, so there's a range, I guess, but but sweet spot for me, I think, is in that 5 to five to um, 20 mil turnover, mm-hmm. maybe 50 mil turnover spot. Yep. I've got clients much, much bigger than that, and I've got clients much, much smaller than that. So it's a bit about attitude, but I find if they're in that, You know, in that, certainly in that two to 20 mil space, then we, or even a million, we've got enough people to start, so I can pull the owners out of the business a bit, extract them away from the day to day and the doing and stuff, and get them focused on some more strategic activities that are going to grow the business, set the platform for growth and that sort of stuff. Um, Not saying you can't do it if they're one man bands or one person bands, sorry, and um, um, it just means we probably, uh, it's a little bit about, about priorities and making sure yeah, that course. we we keep making money as well as growing for the future, you know. So
1: that's, that's yeah, it's a balance, isn't it? Yeah, of that size,
0: but it's more about attitude than anything else. I've got to be honest. Rather than size of business or industry or anything else, it's more about you know that attitude of I want to grow, I want to take it to that next level, and I'm prepared to vest, invest some time, energy, and money in this process. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and that's the important thing because we all say that we don't have the time. Everybody's time um, poor. We all say we're tired. Yeah, and then we say we don't have enough money. Yeah. But it's always there if you need to – if if you're if you're enthusiastic enough or you're motivated enough to take yeah. the next step, it'll, you'll find it.
0: Well, and a big thing is, uh, you know, I find in life there's must, should, coulds, right? Yep. And, and so there's a hyper-must we have to do, but I find people are doing shoulds and coulds. And, and are they the right things to be doing at that particular time? So often it's about priorities rather than time, right? Yep. There's plenty of time. 100%. Yeah. I mean, in, in my business, I've gone from working 70-odd hours a week back to less than 40 – on, on more revenue, right, because I, I put some time and energy into trying to work that out and, Getting and work out, well, what things should I be doing, and it meant I had to stop doing a whole heap of things. Other things I had to re-engineer, so I took a lot less time, and some of it I delegated and outsourced.
1: And then the end result is that yeah. your business is running smoother? Yeah, and my life's better. You're riding motorbikes all over the place? I am, yeah. yeah. yeah so I it's, it's, only
0: work four days a week. It's pretty good.
1: It's great. Um one of the things that I think a lot of business owners and they'll listen to this and they'll say, "Yeah, look, that's for me," but you know, I'm just not sure. You know, I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm going to be asking for the help. Yeah. Um, how do you counteract those people when you meet them for the first time?
0: Well, it's interesting. I find we all ask for help, right, at different points. Um, but but sometimes it's about having a. I mean, there's a bit of trust involved in that. So so I, as I said, I have long term relationships with my clients. I don't work necessarily work with every client that comes along. There's got to be a a chemistry test, if you know what I mean, so yep. that we so that we, we gel and we get on. And then if we've got that trust and and then then it's a, it's a less of an issue. Um, and part of it is realizing that, you know, we're in this world where where you know, I think we talked about it before with social media and everything where everybody's under pressure and there's all these role models that we th- that we don't see the other side of their lives and all that sort of stuff. And so I think people think that they have to be able to do this superhuman and they should be able to do everything. And, and quite often having a mentor or a coach or something is just a, you know, I've had a coach for 25 years, right, um, and, and it's the smartest thing I've ever done. Yep. Um, simply because it's that somebody I've got good ideas but somebody objective to talk to about them, um, to talk through any frustrations and issues I've got and all that sort of stuff. So once you build that level of trust with it, it becomes, a, I guess, a, an important part of how you grow your business and how you move forward. And, you know, I've also had clients where we, you know, where i'm I'm not the right person for them at, at that particular time and we've, we've you know been able to introduce them to other people who are right as well so it's not a I'm not saying I'm the right fit for everybody um,
1: yeah but we, we don't think about it enough in that respect because we look at it from a sports analogy yeah every sportsman's got a coach, coach yeah right yeah. but then if you're a um, small business owner you don't have a coach what don't you need any help yeah. You know? and yeah I think people we just need to especially Australians who have a very much an attitude of I'll get through. I'll do it. I'll, yeah. I'll work hard, and that's an admirable yeah. thing to do. But it's not—it's not, not the best way for you as a person.
0: No, and there's that whole thing of, of am I doing the right things? You know, what yeah. I mean, and that's the problem I see all the time. We that that people have plans and strategies and business models that just aren't going to work, and they've talked themselves into it, and or other people have told them, "Oh no, that's what you have to do," yeah. and uh, you know, and and as a result, the, they end up in these businesses that don't go anywhere. And, um, and really struggle. and Some yeah. of them struggle to make a, a living at all out yeah. of them.
1: So uh, they're just spinning their wheels?
0: Just, just spinning their wheels. And it's because they haven't... They've just gone, oh, well, I can run a business. It's a bit like, you know, I can ride a bike, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: With um, with your business, if a person is coming to you, what kind of information or what kind of stuff do you need to have before they come and see a business coach or a mentor like yourself? Oh,
0: that's a good idea. It's um, a good question. Um, I, I guess... I like to, I guess we collect a lot of the information along the way, right? So it's part, of, part of my process is we do some diagnostics and have a look at different aspects of the business, get you to self-assess. Um, if I'm working one-on-one with them, then I'll, get, I'll do behavioural profiles and different things to understand the person. Um, obviously, I'll get copies of their financials, any previous plans, look at their website, all that sort of stuff. But there's nothing special they need to do before they turn up. Um, it's just, you know, that's part of the process. We work through yeah. all that. To get a quick and dirty plan for you to get up and away quickly, because I don't believe in you know it sounds like I I'm, I'm spent a lot of time planning, but you know we'll do the first plan in two to four hours, and then you'll have a working plan that we can then I call it a framework plan. We can go and put some yep. more flesh on that as we go and build those capabilities and say right, well how are we going to market this and where are we going to take it and but but I I don't believe in analysis paralysis. Right, we sit there you know gazing into our navel, navels and trying to work out what's wrong. <laughs> most people i can ask them to be honest i can spend a bit of time with them we can ask some questions and get into it they know what's wrong with their business right they know the things are wrong with it you know if you're in business most people are reasonably intelligent They, they understand what's going on so it's not hard to ask some some questions and get some good answers and then say okay well where do we want to take this what do we want to do with it what do you want it to
1: look like smell like feel
0: like what does it need to deliver for you as a as a person you know
1: so basically you need the honesty yeah, and honesty, the, and then the commitment to to um, follow through and listen to advice. I guess
0: yeah, listen to a bit of advice, and it's not. I guess people are worried that I'm gonna that, that uh, coaches are gonna walk in and say, well, you know, we've got a checklist, and you do this, you do this, you do that, and you have to do yep. that, and everything else, and everything else. It's not like, well, it's certainly not, not not like that with me, right? So for me, it's sitting down, saying, well, you know, I know some things that work, and I know some things we should do. At the end of the day, it's your business. You know, you make the calls on some of that stuff, and we'll talk right. it through and. And I'm an advisor, right? So I, I, I can give advice and we can we can run through a process of working together to come up with plans. So I don't turn up and write the plan for you and then to go, there you go, see you later. Yep. We work through that together and build that together because you've got to own it, right? If you don't own it, then it's a complete waste of time, right?
1: And it's a relationship then that's built between the two of you. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. And we, we talk regularly. Um, you know, I sort of weekly I have a call with everybody. We'll do... You know, at least one call, one of the longer session a, a month if we can. Sometimes two or three, yep. depends what's going on in the business. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's yeah, it's a long term relationship. And you know, most of my clients, um, you know, there's a chunk that come on for for twenty percent of my clients will come on for probably a year or two and then go, it's really not for me. And they work out they didn't really want to coach in the first place. They yep. wanted somebody to pixie dust. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but there's a big chunk that stay for five years or more. Probably sixty seventy percent of them. And then there's another big chunk that stay on for a decade, for over a decade. I've got, yep. I've got clients I've had for well over a decade now.
1: Can't get much more of a recommendation than that. Yeah, well someone's good. willing to and stay with you for that long.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, but it's about changing and evolving and continue to add value and all that sort of stuff. Because it never changes, right? The, the business gets bigger, but we've got all these other things we have to address as we go. All of a sudden, we've got more people, more products, more customers, more supplier issues, all that sort of stuff, and we've got to work on those.
1: Yep. I looked at your website for a while this morning and had a, had a look through it, and it's a Good. great website because one of the things that I loved on there was the amount of free resources that people can go and just have a look at and get a feel for what um, what Shift is about. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Thank you. What would you recommend for people to, to look at, in the, especially in that bit of the free resources? Where, where should they start?
0: Well... Uh, uh, the reason I put the free resources out there is for, for two reasons. One is business has been very kind to me over the last 38 years and, I, and I'm quite happy to put back in and there are, there are people who could benefit from from my experience and some of the things that I do and stuff and but may never ever ever be clients or never want to be a client and that's fine. I'm happy to help those people with some of that sort of stuff. Um, the places I'd be starting, so that's why I do it and yep. I want to put a, I'm quite happy to do that. Um, but where I'd start is there's a time to thrive guide time, time to thrive 2023
1: that's what I looked at
0: yeah which is really just about um you know this process of building a plan and, and getting sorted and, and getting on top of things particularly in this chaotic environment we're in at the moment right it's it's pretty crazy at the moment um out out there there's lots and lots of opportunities I'm probably spending more time with people talking through which opportunities we're going to focus on rather than
1: Finding opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, and and it's then how do we get the people to do that, all those sort of things that go with it. Um, But the Time to Thrive Guide is good. It's about 50 webinars there that I've done over the (laughs) years. There's a heap. Um, There's a truckload of videos. There's quite a lot of stuff. It's two free training courses. So, you know, I was at a a networking thing this morning and one of the things I talked to people about was, you know, jump on and do some training in marketing, but particularly in sales. I find that most people are fairly ordinary at sales. Yep. And and you've done all the good work of getting in front of people and all that sort of stuff, and then you can't close it. Can't can't close yep. the, the last the end, you know. And I know, in my business, I went from you know, uh, twenty or thirty percent close to eighty ninety percent close. Makes it makes a huge difference. And it's not about hard sell, right? It's no, actually that's right. just about having a conversation with people and understanding what what, what their needs are. So um, so some of those resources are all there. Um, yeah,
1: I think the th- best thing about the resources in there too is that I got a bit of an understanding of who you were before I even met you. Yeah. And I think that um, because you come across in those as a very genuine and someone that does just want to help. Okay. And um, that's certainly something that people can get a real uh, feel for going through some of those those resources there. And I definitely would uh, recommend having a look at the, okay, the Thri- uh, Time to Thrive Guide. Okay. I just like the t- uh, the title of it as well. <laughs> I thought, you know, it kind of says do it now. Yeah. You know, now's the time. Why wait? Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of what we… And that was coming doing.
0: out of the back end of COVID, you know. I, yeah. I had people going, where do we go now? And I said… I think now's the time to put the hammer down, exactly, and and go for it. Exactly. And that's where that came from. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I find people will, will you know, like it's in, the, in this modern world, people go and check you out off, off social media. They'll go to your website and all that sort of stuff. I find very rarely do I have somebody come on who hasn't watched a few videos and. And, you know, download the guide or watch the webinar or two. Or listen to
1: a podcast. Yeah, or yeah.
0: we'll listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And which is a way of test driving you, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a so great way.
0: work out I'm not an axe motor. and… Uh, no, I, anything but… Some, and you're not a bikey as
1: per the um, traditional <laughs> no, sense no, of the no. bikey. I
0: haven't mean, got a tattoo. I'm pretty sad. And yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's right. Um, but I'll tell you what, for people that um, want to know, Russell came in here and he had a, um, a banner. You'll see that on a few photos that we do. He had everything ready. And we couldn't believe that he brought it in on a motorbike. We were yeah. quite impressed. I love my motorbike. Yep. Okay. Where to from here for shift? So where to for shift? I mean,
0: I've uh, I'm I guess for the next five to ten years, I, I really see myself um, expanding into the southeast Queensland and taking on a, a lot lot more clients in that space. I've got clients distributed all over Australia and New Zealand, UK at the moment, and I think I'd like. I really like to start concentrating more into southeast Queensland and, and northern New South Wales and, and doing that. Still, really want to work with dynamic businesses that want to grow. I, I don't see that changing. Um, and um, I guess uh, you know, I, I don't need much of an excuse to ride my motorbike so to that, visit clients or yeah, of stuff. So I love it. if I can have them distributed around a bit, that'd be good. You know, a couple of days ride right away here yeah, and there. Yeah. It's not. It's not too bad. Um, so for me, it's important that I blend both my business and my lifestyle together. Love it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm married to a beautiful lady with two two gorgeous girls uh, in their 20s now. Um, but that frees up some time for me to do things. And one of the things I've learned over the years is, you know, you, life balance is a really important part of this. And I think if you if your balance is out of whack, then your business is out of whack. That's and, right. Uh, and so I, I deliberately take a day off every week and go motorbike riding if if I can. Um, sometimes it's too wet and I to do something else. Yep. But but it's interesting. I still get all the stuff I need to get done. All those things seem to happen because present is not productive at work, right? Just because you turn up doesn't mean you're productive. Yep. And so I, I find taking the time to get the balance right means when I do turn up, I'm focused and I'm ready to go and kick it out of the park.
1: I love it. Our time has gone quickly. Has, we did I? say that at the start too. I say that in nearly every podcast that our time flies. Shift with two Fs, S-H-I-F-F-T.com.au is a website. Um, if you go there, it has Russell's direct contact details. Book a 30-minute call with Russ. I love it. Um, we will undoubtedly follow your success. You. Um, it's, it's been great having you here and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Okay. Thanks,
0: Rob. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Excellent. Russell.
1: Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Business Podcast
0: brought to you by Media 8 on the Podfire platform. If you want to be on our podcast, please reach out to the team on all our socials at mybusiness.pod.